Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, the coming one. Our lesson for this day comes to us from today's gospel lesson. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. For what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And this is the very word of our God as it is found in Matthew chapter 1. Well, Joseph is sometimes called the uh, forgotten man of Christmas. It's because Christmas is more a merry Jesus thing than it is a Joseph Jesus thing. You know, Joseph, he's kind of uh, plays a secondary role in the Christmas gospel. Somewhere's behind uh, the shepherds and the wise men and the other figures. But the Holy Spirit in today's gospel lesson puts Joseph at center stage. Because Matthew begins with Joseph's dilemma about what to do with his beloved Mary, who is expecting a child, and he believes that it is some other man's child. So we meet Joseph here in the Christmas Gospel. He's an ordinary man, making an ordinary living. He is about to be married, and he is certainly engaged. And like millions of other people in the history of the world, he has, as we talked about last week, he has certain expectations. I'm sure he's looking forward to getting married, having children, raising a family, and doing all kinds of other things. But then all of a sudden, Mary turns up, what? Pregnant. And not with his child. All of a sudden, Joseph is filled with probably uh, depression and anger and probably even confusion, and what should he do? I mean, what would you do? Every option that he considers doing is not satisfactory in his mind. Everything he has planned for, as far as he's concerned, it's now destroyed. Joseph is heartbroken. But what should he do? Again, in reality, he only really has two options. The first one is the harshest one. He could publicly charge Mary with adultery and bring shame and punishment down upon her. He doesn't really want to do that. The section, second option is the, uh, the more gentle approach. Uh, he would, without charging her with a crime, would simply give her a letter of divorce. And in his grief, this is what Joseph intended to do. But before Joseph could act, God came up with another plan. I shouldn't say he came up with it. It's been in the works all along. You could call it Plan G. God's plan. This was God's child. He was the Messiah. The one who had been promised for centuries the Savior would rescue His people from their sin. And this child would be greater than any child that Joseph could have ever conceived. What Joseph saw was disappointment. What he saw with his limited vision was disappointment, problems, 
and, and broken plants. And maybe you've been in a situation in your life where you've experienced disappointment and broken plants. But on this particular occasion, God, as always, God sees so much more. What Joseph sees as an insurmountable problem, God is actually in the works of providing a miracle. What Joseph feels the hurt and being all alone, God has something far greater in mind for Joseph and Mary. For Joseph will never be alone. God will be present in his life in a far greater way. For Joseph will be the earthly father of Emmanuel. The earthly father. God with us. And God with Joseph. You know what Joseph felt initially wasn't uncommon. You know, many of us have had our hearts broken, our lives shattered by this or that. You see what Joseph felt, many of us have felt because of the destroying power of sin. For example, what does sin do? Sin drives a wedge between a husband and wife in a marriage. Sin destroys family relationships. You know, brothers and sisters that were once close now no longer talk to each other. Or as in that Christmas uh, song they sing by Yogi Jorgensen, they get together at Christmas time and uh, they're polite to one another for a while, but it makes celebrating Christmas difficult. And then, of course, sin impacts our children as well. As children, we find at times can be disrespectful of their parents and their elders. And all of this at times makes it hard for us to understand God's presence. To understand God's plan for our life. We didn't expect it would be this way. I can only imagine that Joseph must have thought to himself, God, where are you in this picture? Where are you in my life? God, I'm in a real mess here. I'm in a real pickle. Well, Joseph is wondering where God is in this picture. All the while, God is trying to let Joseph in on a far bigger picture, something far greater than he could have ever imagined. The story of Joseph, I think here, is a perfect example of how God works, how God builds and extends His kingdom. Because what does God do? God always uses common, ordinary people like Joseph and like us. God uses ordinary people. Why is that? Isn't it to show that God is the one who is at work? God is the one who is providing our salvation, not us. Think about the virgin birth. The virgin birth is such a critical doctrine because it shows that only God could accomplish this. Only God could accomplish our salvation. God again acting, God again doing what we can't do. Paul explained it this way to the Corinthians when he said this, God chose the lowly and the despised things of this world. He chose the things that are not to bring to nothing, the things that are, so that no human being might boast before God. You know, the problem is not that God doesn't have a plan. 
or that God is somehow absent or far away in our lives. The problem all the time is our lack of vision, our lack of understanding and perception. For God is always Emmanuel. God is always with us. God acted and God delivered Joseph from his predicament. And through the Holy Spirit and through the message of the angel, God let him in on the big picture, on the big event. Joseph, son of David. Notice he throws in there that son of David because Joseph's lineage as well as Mary's lineage could be traced back. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a child, to a son. And guess what, Joseph? You. You are to give him the name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. You know, God took Joseph's disappointment. He took his anger, his confusion... And he turned it into one of great joy and great expectation. So the bigger question for us today is this. What about us? What about when we have fears and disappointments and anger and confusion? What about us? Will we simply moan and groan and claim to be a victim of circumstances? I pray not. I pray that we will have the kind of faith and the kind of confidence that God is still at work in our lives in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. Just because we can't see every day God physically at work in our life doesn't mean that He isn't. God knows the plans that He has for you. And God knows that He can even take the difficult things in your life and turn them around and ultimately use them for your good. God has a plan for your life. Make no mistake about it. You know, I can only imagine Joseph saying to himself after he sees all of this, saying, God, how can I fit into your plans? Wrong question. God is really in essence saying, Joseph, you know, it's not how are you going to fit yourself into my plans, but it's the other way around. Just think about what Christ's coming means to us again this Christmas. You are chosen by His grace. Never, ever forget that. You are chosen by His grace. You have been redeemed by His blood. We live in a world that is marred by sin. But God has a plan. And He has a purpose for your life and mine. Common, ordinary people. Activated by the Holy Spirit. We will do what? God has called us to glorify Him in our worship, which we're doing today. And in the study of His Word, which we will continue to do this morning. And through our work and through our witness, so that all people might be loyal followers of Jesus Christ. You know, today is our children's Sunday school worship. I encourage you to come and support our children as they tell the story of Jesus' birth. You know, how important that was in my life, and I'm sure in your life, to be able to stand in front of the congregation and to speak those words, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Praise God for our children. 
praise God for the great and incredible things done by common, ordinary people like yourself in this church. People who are faithfully teaching your children about Jesus. People like yourself who have an eternal perspective upon your life. Knowing that you've been called to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. The story of Joseph is one that goes from unbelief to faith. Joseph was in love with Mary, and God blessed both of them with Jesus. The good news for us this morning is this, God is in love with you through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And God is not going to leave you or forsake you. We have much to rejoice about and to look forward to this day. In His name we ask it. Amen.